What's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Uh, absolute honor, and I'm super excited to uh, address our featured titan for today, Ryan Serhant. Ryan, thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure and honor. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's fun to be here. Now, this is super exciting. In the war room, as they say, right in your headquarters, in your office, it's really cool to kind of see the space. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm really excited for everybody out there to get to know you deeper um, through the audience, tools, tactics, systems, what really grows and scales your business, but really to get to know Ryan. Um, sure. A little bit better than, than everybody else kind of goes through. But uh, let's just dive into the series of questions, man. Let's do it. Uh, so I guess let's just start with telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, oh man, what do, what do people not already know? <laughs> um, my name is Ryan Serhant. I will. I was uh, born in Texas in 1984, bounced around a lot growing up, kind of settled down outside Boston, grew up outside Boston, um, you know, tried every single sport known to man. I was terrible at sports. I wasn't too great in school. Um, but I was like a good disciplined kid. My parents were very, very strict. And I think that, uh, as much as I hated that growing up, it, it played a big role in kind of who I am today. Um, I went to college in upstate New York, uh, for English literature. I thought I was going to be an attorney. Oh. Um, I took the LSAT when I graduated and totally bombed it. So then that didn't work out. I studied my ass off. It just wasn't my thing. Uh, um, so I had a couple dollars saved up. So I moved to New York City and I said, you know, um, my big passion has always been acting and it's the one thing I like. And I like being on stage. I like being in front of people, connecting with audiences. Um, so I went to New York City, gave myself two years to make money. If I couldn't make money, I was going to then find another job or try to go back to law school or move home. Um, this was in 2006. Um, I made it the two years to the summer of 2008, and I just totally ran out of money. I did a few things. I um, I was on a soap opera for a bit. I played Dr. Evan Walsh the Fourth on As the World Turns, oh, um, right. and then they killed me off. Um, <laughs> I I did a lot of free theater and off 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 Broadway stuff around the city. I was a hand model. Like I just did so many odd jobs. Like I was okay. a flyer guy on the street corner for a gym. Like anything you could possibly think of to make five dollars in new york city so i could pay rent that's what i did uh, but then i went completely broke ran out of money in the summer of 2008 and it was either get a temp job um become a bartender become a waiter um or move home and my, at that time my parents were in colorado full-time okay. um so in, in your neck of the woods Love it. um and i just said to myself you know like i'm already in new york city and i know a lot of people who would love or die to be here um if I leave, I, I'm never coming back. Like if I leave New York City and go do something in Steamboat where my parents were and work on the ranch or something, like it's always going to be too expensive. It's always going to be too stressful. I'm never going to come back. So I got to figure out a way to stay here because if I can make something of myself in New York City, um, then I, I think I'll be really, really happy. And okay. so a friend of mine said, listen, you know, you act all the time you are good at improv and you can memorize information really easily. You should become a real estate agent. And I was like, <laughs> okay. real estate agents are the worst oh, No way man, in the world. Great. Do I want to become a real estate agent? Oh my God. Um, uh, and I kicked and screamed, but then I finally just got my license cause it was pretty easy to do. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to come work for you. 
this was uh, uh, the day Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy. Um, and that day, my friend then quit, the one who told me to get into the business. He quit and he was like, ah, sorry, man, market's over. Everyone's going to die. He moved to LA. Um, and then I was by myself at a real estate brokerage above a burger restaurant on 49th and Madison. <laughs> wow. And it was like, figure it out. And it was a great time for me to start because I had no money. And so like the market being really, really tough and everyone losing their job at the time didn't affect me. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I made $9,000 my first year. And that was still for me anyway, a relatively, that was a good amount of money. Like, right. because I had been living on $10,000 a year to start. Wow. Um, and then I just kind of went from there and I became addicted to the game and it became a much better use of my time to meet people to try to sell them apartments than it was to go to auditions to try to get cast in a show hmm. that I was too tall for or that I was, you know, just wasn't right. So, you know, a lot of real estate agents get out of the business really early because they can't handle the rejection or the business is too hard and they can't make money. But for me, like I spent two years in New York City with no money scrounging dollars and being rejected to my face because of my face. Wow. Like as a real estate agent, if someone didn't want to buy an apartment, like I, it wasn't because of the size of my nose, you know, it was because <laughs> they didn't want to buy the apartment. So the rejection for me was not nearly as worse as it, as it is for brand new real estate agents. Mm -hmm. um, and I became addicted to it. Like I loved the hustle, the idea that I could wake up every day and just go and meet people and show them apartments that I don't have to own. Like all I have to do, in this job is meet people like that's it. And you get paid a percentage. If you connect that person with somebody else who has something to sell, like that's a job. Wow. And here I am 11 years later. Ah, that's crazy. I mean, and, and that's a, that's a beautiful backstory, Ryan. And, and as you said, there's so many people that, um, you know, have seen your work and, and are inspired by you every single day through, you know, your vlog and obviously through what you do on, on television and just in the real estate community uh, worldwide, it's phenomenal. And I want, I want to go into to that segue because you already answered a few of my questions going into there. Why real estate, what got you into it, but let's go into what happened and what was the initial thought process when Bravo had reached out to you uh, with million dollar listing. What was, what, what's up with that? I mean, um, they definitely did not reach out to me. Okay. <laughs> I was, I'd been doing, uh, they cast that show at the beginning of 2010. Okay. So I'd been in the business for just about a year and a half wow. and I was mostly renting apartments in Koreatown, okay. Long Island city, like, you know, kind of all over the place. Um, and they put out an open casting call for the best agents. I think it was, under 30 or under 35 or something like that okay. for a spinoff of million dollar listing, which at that time was just one show based in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, and I saw that and I was just like, ah, I could do a reality show. This could be funny. <laughs> so I went to an open casting call at the Hudson hotel in times square with 3000 real estate agents. And six months later of different callbacks of, you know, different written applications and background checks and all that, um, they cast me on the show. Unreal. So that's oh. how I got onto it. And the first season of Million Dollar Listing was filmed with four agents. Um, and Bravo told us the show will only be three of you. So you better work hard and be interesting on television. So that's how they made us like that first season. If I ever look back, like I'm a complete 
psycho uh. because like because every day the producers will come in and say wow that this is the listing you want to put on tv okay interesting yeah th this is good you know the other three have listings that are 10 million dollars um so it doesn't look we're, we're probably gonna have to cut you wow. and like every day was emotionally just it was i took years off my life but i fought really really hard made it onto the final cut so got onto the show and we've been nominated for two emmys later and we're hmm. about to start filming our ninth season which is just bananas ninth season that's incredible yeah. but if you think real estate is difficult if you think real estate developers builders sellers and buyers are are nuts like wait till you deal with like network cable television <laughs> and the stress and the pressure that they put on you oh, like wow. no developer has ever brought me through the ringer the way that the way that bravo has Unbelievable. A whole nother level right there. And again, this is speaking to the audience right now. Everybody who's yeah. watching or listening to this, this is incredible, Ryan. And, you know, thank you so much for sharing, you know, a little window into that for sure. I want to, I want to dive a little bit deeper into you as an individual um, and as a producer. And this question is really telling for so many people and it's thrown around quite a bit, but I find it very pertinent is the why question. I mean, Ryan, what, what is your why? What gets you out of bed every morning and motivates you to do what you do to the level you do it at? <laughs> falling down the mountain. I mean, like complete and utter fear of failure and public wow. shame. Like I, I, um, you know, the better you do the, you know, kind of, it's like the age old, age old saying, right? Like the higher you go, the harder you fall. Right. So every day I need to do more. Like I'm just fueled by more. I don't want to have a year that's, that's less like every year. If you sell more, you make more, your lifestyle changes. Like sure. you have any idea what my bills are? Like my, it's insane. So like, I've got to uphold this and that's a gun to my head at the same time. Like I'm not, it's not an unhealthy thing. Like right. I think I'm one of those people. And I think a lot of people are the same where like you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to push yourself to move forward. Like mm -hmm. if I, if I hadn't had gone broke in 2008, I don't, I don't know if I'd be here right now. Like if my parents had helped me or if I had more money saved, like would I really have become a real estate agent because I desperately needed to figure out how to pay my rent? Honestly, probably not. Okay. Um, and even in like the last 10 years, like the things that I've done and the situations I've put myself in, um, in the real estate business have pushed me to do even better because I've, I've had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So I say yes to a lot of opportunity. Um, but waking me up in the morning is, is the fear that I'm on top of this mountain and I might fall off unless I keep climbing. And if I don't wow. keep climbing, then I'm going to freeze to death. Like I'm on Everest. I'm going to fall off or someone's going to pass me, right? Other people are climbing up the mountain at the same time. And I don't want that. Right. I mean, to, to me, you're, you're speaking, you know, huge volumes to top producers and anybody who's motivated as an entrepreneur or real estate professional to grow and continue to move forward. Um, and I think that that elevates everything that you do, Ryan, uh, personally Thanks. and professionally. Um, obviously, having that proverbial gun to your head is helpful. It, it pushes and motivates. And if it wasn't, would you push yourself that hard? Would you go that far? You know, and, and I, I think that message is beautiful. It's reflective into, as far as I'm concerned, your team, um, you know, you being a leader and guiding them through that process and really elevating the real estate transaction, but yeah. then looking at it for your clients, but then also for your family. I mean, all that comes through and through to your why, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, of course. I think, um, listen, you, I, I wrote about it in the book, right? I have a book called Sell Like Sirhan, which is a, a sales book that's, that's done incredibly well that, 
you know, where I try to teach people how to sell, but really how to, how to figure out how to structure your day, right? Figure out what your why is, your wall, like what, what's your wall, what's your backup against? And if it's not money, then what is it? Maybe it was because, you know, your last job was as a substitute teacher and you can't for the life of you ever go back to that. Or maybe it's, you know, student debt. Maybe that's the wall that you have up against you and you don't want to be paying student debt off for the next 20 years. You want to pay it down tomorrow. So you're going to fight for it. Right. right. Um, um, you know, and also like, you know, these W words, like what's your win? Like what's, what's the end game? You know, what is the, what's the end game? Like, why do you get up and fight every single day? Like when, when is enough enough? When are you going to be happy? Like, these are the things I think about a lot. And I think that if you are able to figure them out and write them down and then adjust them every year as you go by, because your life changes, um, and it'll help you have clarity in like the fight and the race you go on every single day. Hmm. Well said, Ryan. I mean, I think that, that that's perfect out there and giving everybody a little bit of window into that and what drives and obviously pushes you to the level you're at and continue to go. Um, yeah. I, I think that's huge. I, I want to shift gears into this one. And this is uh, one of the crowd pleasers for this particular series and the people that are watching or listening. Uh, they want to know what the Titans are doing or have done to grow and scale their business advice that you would give. So the, the question ends up being, I mean, if you could look back at your career thus far, Ryan, and yes. you choose one or two things, whatever you're willing to share that, that took your business from one level to the next. What's that look like for you? Um, learning to use people, right? Okay. In, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just leverage, right? How to leverage your time. Like it's, and it's tough because I'm in a service industry, right? So anyone who's listening, who's, who's, who feels like they're in the same way. So a real estate agents or, you know, even builders, um, like people come to me for me. Like they want to hire Ryan Serhant. There are 80,000 real estate agents in New York City. Wow. Like, yes, I do a lot of business. Yes, you know, we're at the top of the rankings. But at the same time, like not everybody wants to hire the guy that's super busy and running around all day long. Sure. You know, they want somebody who's going to bleed for them. Um, and so there is a lot of competition in the city. So I, I had to figure out really kind of how to give up control and leverage myself. Um, and that's where things really changed for me was kind of, you know, uh, releasing that kind of micromanager control that I like to have over everything and bringing on a team and really scaling as much as I can. Um, and only focusing all day on only the things I can do. Like, I think that's really, really important. I don't do anything during the day that someone else is physically capable of doing. Like wow. I, I have someone, I have an email assistant. Like I have, I have people who I pay, Right. And I had these people even before I could ever even afford them, but that wow. it helped me because I knew it was going to pay dividends. Like I only like right now, I'm going to spend this time with you doing this podcast. You were not interested in talking to anybody else on my team, right? You're interested in talking to me. Sure. So this is something that only I can do after this. I've got calls with developers and clients and showings that I am only the person who can do them. Everything else, applications, emails, other phone calls, like prepping for this event or that open house is up to other people. Wow. And I have to take care of those people, but it's, it's a way that I can leverage my time and kind of expand the tentacles of my octopus, I guess. Okay. Like that is really what changed things for me. And okay. then when you have those people around you, it forces you to then grow even faster because you want to support them and you want them to do even more business. Um, and, and then it's just about finding the right people to do all that stuff. Okay. And, and I, I think that's huge advice for everybody who's looking to grow and take their business up to that next level and really seeing that the pushback yeah. that I get a lot with professionals that I'm engaging with going through and through is, 
really bringing on those right people, as you said, and how do you find them and how do you qualify for them and that sort of thing. And it's, it's a process, right? I mean, it's not just a one size fits all. I mean, everybody's got a role to play as you were saying and, and a piece to the puzzle to make that whole picture. Um, any yeah. advice onto that, Ryan at all? I mean, thoughts into bringing on the right people, the right team. And how you? Oh it? man, it is so hard. <laughs> like it's, I, <laughs> I, I try to do my best with it. Um, oftentimes you just don't know about someone until you've worked with them for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I, I try to run a pretty rigorous interview process though. Okay. You know, even if I like somebody and I think they're really capable, I make sure they meet somebody else from the team and make sure that person is really, really judgmental. And I make sure they meet with my entire admin staff too, because they're gonna have to be dealing with those people all day long. And if they don't get an A plus review, across the board, even if I really like the person, I don't bring them on because it's just, it's just not worth the time. Um, so it, you have to have a system of checks and balances. And then like any relationship, whether it's an employee, an admin, another agent on your team or your wife or husband, relationships live and die through communication. Okay. Like you have to set communication um, and you have to set expectations. Mm -hmm. Like you can't get mad at somebody for not doing something that they didn't know they were supposed to do, right? Mm -hmm. Or that you didn't properly teach them how to do. And that's something that I still struggle with to this day. Because <laughs> I just assume that everyone should be a genius and know what to do. Um, right. but, it's, but it's okay. Not everybody has to be a genius. That's fair. Um, but that's if you put in the time to teach people, set expectations and have clear and concise communication, I think any relationship can be awesome. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful advice all the way through. And, and again, we could go list and listen, listen, keep going on. And I'm sure everybody's out there. Just follow Ryan. There's so many sources and so many places. Yeah. I, I do want to mention your, your vlog on YouTube. Absolutely phenomenal. I think you're on uh, vlog 87. Yeah. Or something like that. We're something. almost at a hundred, which is just crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts. But the information is absolutely impeccable. It's ultra, you know, relevant. It's to me, yeah. it's, it's super entertaining. I get to get to know you on another level too, which is really great. Um, and that's on YouTube. But I want to talk about something specific to this audience because this audience is mainly realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential and commercial who tune in, who really want to learn from the best of the best. Sure. Um, you have a course, Ryan, and yes. this is extremely relevant, extremely pertinent. And would you mind sharing a little bit of that with the audience? Yeah, sure. So I, um, you know, part of my why too is always figuring out like one, how do I expand myself, but also how do I, how do I use what I know? Like selling apartments isn't enough for me, right? There's only so many lights that I can turn on right? There's only so many deals I can do. Like the objections and the issues I get are the same no matter what, right? It's people have the same fears. It never changes. Um, and if you figure out how to negotiate and manage um, the issues that people have, like you can sell anything. And so, you know, uh, two years ago, I did a TV show on Bravo called Sell It Like Sirhan, where I taught um, the worst salespeople in the world how to sell so that they wouldn't lose their job. Um, and that was a really, really awesome, fun show to do. Uh, and then from that, I wrote a book called Sell Like Sir Hant about how to sell anything. Um, and then in August of this year, we released an online sales course, which is 42 different classes. It's almost six hours of content. Um, you can binge it all at the same time. You can find it on my website, ryansirhant.com. Um, and if there's worksheets, templates, email templates. And what I did is I was like, you know what? I want to make a course where if I could go back in time, if there was a real estate course that was produced by one of the top real estate agents in the United States, which just doesn't exist, right? Just all the coaches and courses out there are done by 
people who used to be real estate agents or professional coaches, which right. I just don't find as helpful. Um, uh, like if I could go back in time, I would take that course, but I'd want it to tell me everything. Like, what do I do at 9am on a Tuesday when I don't have a client until one? Like, how do I make the best use of that day? How do I market myself? How do I brand myself? Like, how do I, how do I become effective on social media um, uh, as a real estate agent with no listings or no business? How do I negotiate? How do I deal with buyers? How do I deal with sellers? You know, how do I, how do I scale my business? Like all that stuff no one really talks about. And so I put all of that into the course um, and it's been super, super, super successful. Love it. I, I mean, and it sounds like it, it really is coming from a, a true source and a great place and, and a place that you would have wished somebody would have done, as you said, um, all laid out in front of you. So for everybody yeah. out there, I'm going to have links in the comments down below. So obviously you can follow Ryan on multiple social medias, check out his blog, and then also take a look at the site and the course. Huge opportunity, everybody. So Ryan, I'm super excited that we're able to share that with everybody out there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, going in too. So I want to I shift gears. Now, this is the tricky part of this particular interview and series. It's the challenge question. Now, this one dives a little deeper into an emotional side or personal side. You take it for what it is though, Ryan. I mean, share whatever you're comfortable. But this is, everybody deals with challenges in their lives and no one's exempt, whether it's in the past, in the present, sure. or in the future. Um, and it's not so much what happens in, in my belief, but what we learn and grow from and, and how we respond that really makes a difference. It doesn't take away from any pain or suffering. Sure. So whether it's personal challenges, Ryan, or professional challenges, is there anything that you're comfortable sharing with the audience that you dealt with, uh, that you overcame, you came stronger because of it? Um, sure. I mean, I go through challenges every day. Um, my wife and I had a really hard time having a baby. Okay. That was a big challenge. You know, I am, I, I am a total control freak. I am like type A by definition. Um, I want to control absolutely everything. I, that's why I like real estate because even though we don't have control, like I have control over the work, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I know that I'm not going to get every deal done, but I know that I can control how hard I work and what I do day in and day out and how structured I am and how disciplined I am so that no matter what, if I take care of the work, the work's going to take care of me. But wow. I had no control over our ability to get pregnant um, and have a baby. And we got married in 2016 and started trying right away. And okay. um, it just never, never happened. And we tried absolutely everything. And wow. through kind of, you know, a lot of work and through um, a really good doctor on the Upper mm -hmm. East Side, um, we went through, uh, you know, an intense IVF uh, process and we got pregnant and we had our daughter. Zena in February. Um, and we really didn't want to go through that whole thing because we, like you've, I, you know, like we meddle in so much of our lives these days between the types of dietary supplements we take to like the crap that's in our food to, you know, the technology that is attached to our body and like all that stuff that like, can't we just make a baby and, and not have to meddle. And so that was a really, really hard thing for mm -hmm. us to kind of get over. And, you know, and then you have all your friends and colleagues who are like, Oh my God, I, I just got pregnant. I don't think I even remember when, and you're like, you asshole. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. And so we, but we went through that process. It's been, it's been amazing. And, um, actually Amelia's kind of become this like de facto spokesperson for the process. And she just, uh, she's putting out a children's book, um, with random house that she just announced. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. It's called to the moon and back for you. And okay. she's doing it because during that whole process, like I had no idea, but there are no children's books about IVF or 
IUIs. There's no, like, it just doesn't exist. There's like one children's book about adoption. But other than that, if you have a baby through IVF, apparently people are really embarrassed by it and they don't Mm -hmm. want to tell their kids, which is just so weird to me. So she wrote a children's book about that and is working on a lot of other things regarding infertility um, in the world. And so it's been an interesting learning process, but that was, that was a challenge. Yeah, no, I mean, Ryan, thanks for sharing that. It's not easy to do and obviously air everything out in front of everybody uh, going that way. And it's it's very inspiring. I mean, family is, to me, one of the most important things in the world. And and yeah. to, to have a, a little miracle happen is is fantastic. We had our daughter uh, about 15 months ago, and, and it's our first. And it's just an amazing experience to be a dad, as you know. And it's just the coolest thing. But the fact that you guys are taking something that's that's so tough and you just keep moving forward and pushing. And then, you know, Amelia really taking that and spreading the message. Uh, and, and again, I'll have links in the comments down below so you guys can pre-order that book um, to the moon and back for you. And I actually pre-ordered mine. I think that they're uh, delivering March 24th or something like that in 2020. Yeah. So you can pre-order yeah, yeah. now, but they're coming next year. Yeah, um, thank you. So yeah, that's really, really exciting stuff out there for everybody. And Ryan, again, thanks so much for opening up for the audience a little bit uh, that way. I want to I shift gears on that and go a little softer with this question. And this actually ends up being my favorite question. Um, it's the travel back in time uh, okay. portion. So if you could travel back in time, Ryan, yes. at any age range, any time frame of your life, uh, and give young Ryan a piece of advice or two, whether it was last year or if it was 20 some odd years ago, what would you say to young Ryan? Oh, man. I I would go back to myself as a teenager who was, you know, in high school trying to figure out what to do with his life. Like, you know, not the cool kid in school, um, not the smartest kid in school. Like I had terrible skin. Like I just had, I was super insecure and, um, um, I had like one, one friend, uh, Dave, great friend. Um, I go back to that kid and I would just, um, you know, I, I, I like, I would, walk in with the suits that I have now, I'd have my driver pull up and I'd get out and I'd say, Hey, just so you know, uh, I'm you from the fucking future and everything's <laughs> going to be okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's what I would do. Yeah. yeah and, uh, I love that though, because it, I, I think we can, all, we can all go back into that portion, right? And we can look at our lives <laughs> and, and talk to our younger selves and say, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Like keep making the everything. Music. Everything works. Just you that's what I said like five minutes ago. Like about like as long as you as long as you do the work, as long as you work, like the work will take care of you. It's like my my favorite quote and it just it always makes things simple for me, right? Like it's not that hard. You know, it's like it's I'm a real estate agent. As long as I show homes and I look for new people to show homes to and I look for new people to help me show those homes, everything's gonna be okay. It's, it's not that hard. <laughs> like it's, wow. what's hard is the complaining. What's hard is the negativity. What's hard is you didn't get out of bed till 9am on a Tuesday because you didn't have anything else to do. Like, what the fuck? Like, of course you have stuff to do. Like there's right. so many things to do every single day. Like until, until you have a hundred million dollars in the bank, then you have stuff to do. Right. That's true. And I think even when you got the hundred million, there, there's still more to do, right? Listen, always, right? Everything's relative. That's why I said before, like when you figure out what your why is and your win is and what your wall is, like you, you know, that'll always change every year. What I thought 
would be an amazing win as a success for me for the rest of my life in 2010 is very different now. <laughs> like it's, wow. and it just, it just changes, right? Your lifestyle sure. changes, you move, like you have different relationships, like you, you change jobs, you change things. It's, it's, so you always have to kind of like update what those goals are, always make them a little bit harder. I, I think that's that's true advice all the way through and through, Ryan. And, and what what you're mentioning to me, and you know, translate for the audience going into it, it's evolution. Like we should be evolving as a person, as a professional, constantly growing and changing. And that's our mindset too, right? And if you're not, I think something's wrong. Um, you know, the, <laughs> happening in those comfort zones, you stay the same, you get the same results. So you already mentioned all this through and through. You're speaking straight to the audience. This is awesome, Ryan. Uh, this yeah, of course. is really, really good stuff. I want, I want to shift gears onto this one. And this is actually a crowd pleaser as well for the audience going through. And this ends up being the feeding of the mind question. Mm-hmm. So I always lead into it with the Titans this way. Uh, you know, books you're reading or have read, podcasts you're listening to, influencers on social media, coaches. Ryan, how are you feeding your mind? What stands out to you? Oh man, I, uh, I, I don't have a whole lot of time to, to read, sure. <laughs> you know, or anything. Sure. I mean, I'll read the news on my app, but it, on my phone, but it's really honestly just to, to like calm the brain down. Like you just okay. sit there and you read like the daily mail or the New York post, like you get the updates, you're good. Um, I don't want to overwhelm myself with, with politics or world events that everybody else seems to, it's just a waste of time. Right. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of very unique and very special clients that are super smart and way more successful than I will ever be. Wow. So I feed my mind by, by spending as much time with them as possible. Like I'm a big believer that like you are only as good as the people you keep, right? Love like it. you are, you are kind of the definition of like your friend group. And mm-hmm. if you hang out with people that are, you know, not as successful as you are and you're with them all the time, they're going to keep you at your level. And that's fine mm-hmm. if you're okay with that. If, but if you're, if you're not okay with that, then find new people to hang out with. Like, don't wow. complain about it. So I spend as much time as I can with, like, after this, I literally am going to run after I talk to you to go meet the CEO of uh, an incredibly large public company. You would know his name. Um, and I've got him for 45 minutes to show him two places. But all I'm going to do is talk to him about what he's doing today. Like, how is he managing his time? Like, in between showings, like, I, I always try to ask about, like, how did you get started? You know, what is your life like? What do you, what do you think is happening in the market? Like, what are you interested in? Because they have such a different way of thinking about things that I do that that's, that really, really feeds my mind. And that's wow. in, in a very, very selfish way by doing that and feeding my brain with the knowledge that my clients have. I'm also being an even better broker because mm-hmm. the best thing you can do as a broker is you can ask questions. And then you can just respond instead of just replying. And everybody loves to hear themselves talk, right? <laughs> Especially wealthy people, successful people, CEOs, developers. You ask them questions about their business and their life. They're going to leave the conversation. You'll have said three words and they're going to say, wow, Ryan really cared about me. So mm-hmm. it's twofold, right? One, it's feed my brain, learn as much as I can, surround myself with people who are better than me, but also build trust right in our relationship because i asked a lot of questions that i actually do honestly care about yeah. um yeah. and that's how relationships are formed uh i think that's huge and, and there's no better form in my opinion i mean you can read books and, and and listen to podcasts and do all these different things and go and and, and you know have these meetings but the face-to-face one-on-one learning in the communities you said with true partners yeah. that's the way to do it ryan and you're growing and scaling and making a big difference obviously you create a ton of amazing content and we mentioned books things like that courses whatnot and blogs so i'm gonna have all that listed down below but again just listen to what ryan just said reach out to people 
build your sphere, surround yourself with greatness, and, and really be truly honest when you're asking those questions um, and, and be mindful of their time. But Ryan, as, as you said, and, and you're absolutely in that category, the most successful people in this world, they want to share. They yeah. want to share other successes and, and help other people grow, but you got to ask. You yeah, got to sure. put yourself in those situations. Of course. And so many other successful professionals out there do. So, Ryan, again, I, want, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. This has been absolutely incredible to have you. Of course, um, man. So full of just amazing information, takeaways, tactics. This is fantastic. I want to wrap everything up with a final question. Sure. And this one ends up being the quote or mantra that you might live by that sums you up as a man, as a professional. What's that look like for Ryan Sirhan? I'd rather regret the things I did than the things I never tried. That's, that's in the book. There's a whole, um, and not to talk about my book. Like I, it's, there's a whole chapter just on the power of yes. Like, like dude, I I came to New York city because my grandfather died and left me like $40, right. To move to New York city with. And I was like, sure. Yeah, I'll try it. Right. And then I had, um, Sorry, my computer. Um, and then I had, you know, someone who said, listen, you should try out for this internet reality show to win a role on a soap opera. Okay, sure. I'll try it. I had somebody who said, you have nice hands. You should hold phones and we'll pay you 150 bucks an hour. Sure. Why not? Like, you know, people have said, hey, do you want to come to China to come meet someone? Absolutely. Sure. I'll come. When and when? Tuesday works for me. Like, you should get your real estate license. That's a way that you can stay in New York City. Sure okay, let's do it. Like you should do this other reality to like everything I've done. There's no book for it. Like there's no structure for success with the exception of choose success first. Like I think that's the other through line to my life is that, you know, you have a lot of people who wish they were successful at one thing and that one thing might not work. Like you might not have that arm. You might not be able to be that pitcher. Like maybe you just have no personality. You don't know how to tell a joke and you can't be a salesperson. Like Uh don't complain about it. Go do something else. Like life is short. And I I honestly think that if you choose success first, the career will follow and you just have no idea what it's going to be. Um, And for me, it happened to be real estate sales, um, which is just so even now, 11 years later, like it's just so random. Never. Yeah. That's also what I would tell my kid version of me at 13. I'd be like, Oh, by the way, you're a realtor. And he'd be like, what? No. (laughs) And I tell him, but it's okay. It's okay. Realtors in 2019 are different than they are now, sir. Like it's, you know, the idea of what a realtor was in 1997, um, very different from what it is today. Unreal. Ryan, I mean, this is, this is amazing. And again, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. Um, you know, there's so much positive nature out there. And again, everybody, please follow Ryan. I'm going to have listed everything down below, but Ryan, um, thank you so much. You are an official real estate Titan, my friend. So thanks again for taking the time, everybody out there. Thank you so much for your time and attention, your love and support. As always, if you like what we're doing with real estate Titans, please don't forget to like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel and have a listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Google podcast live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. See you, man.